Transform those likes into paying clients. Learn how to turn social popularity into profit for your business. Are you creating engaging posts and sharing content left and right, but unable to convert any of those likes into paying clients? It's frustrating. I get it. I've been there too. When I first started my business, the first thing I did was create my social media pages, believing that it was my goldmine. But even though I was giving my all and constantly creating new content, I barely had anything to show for it. None of my hard-earned, blood, sweat, and tears, or followers were converting into clients. That's why I created the Social to Sales program, because likes don't pay the bills, but creating an intimate relationship with your audience does. And in my four-week program, I'll be sharing with you everything you need to know to transform your random social media activity into a reliable lead generation engine. Click on the link in the show notes to get on the wait list and be the first to know when the doors are open. I'm excited to see you there. Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at a crossroads, that place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is just no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. However, we decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week as we share simple strategies with you to empower you to take action and build the life and business you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shelly Niehaus, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. We have a fun guest for you today. We have Kim Curtis. Kim is the CEO of Wealth Legacy Institute in Denver, Colorado. Her groundbreaking work in client-centric planning model is the cornerstone of her firm's holistic and highly successful approach to integrated wealth management. The Planning for Life Experience was awarded the Editor's Choice by the Journal of Practical Estate Planning. As an award-winning wealth management advisor working at the intersection of money and life, Kim is a speaker and best-selling author, author of Money Secrets, Key to Smart Investing, and Retirement Secrets, Keys to Retiring Happy, Healthy, and Free. She is recognized by the American financial planning industry as having achieved the highest level of competence and expertise. She has shared the stage with astronaut Buzz Aldrin at the U.S. US Military Academy at West Point, received the Financial Innovator Award with the Business Expert Forum and Harvard faculty, and was featured on Jumbotron Times Square. She has advised governors of states, national TV personalities, and even cage-fighting superstars in the UFC. She has been profiled on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and CW, as well as the Wall Street Journal. Well, we are so happy to have you here on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired podcast uh, because you have quite the resume there. 
<laughs> and you read the whole thing. I'm shocked. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's 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 one of those things where I'm like, there's so much goodness here. I wasn't quite sure what to cut out. So, but clearly, what I was excited is we have are still lucky to learn from such an expert and get to ask you the questions that clearly, you know, superstars and uh, UFC fighters have been able to work with you on. So let's dive in and learn a little bit about your topic today, which which is managing our money and, and having a financial plan and, and all things money. But before we do that, I would love for you to just fill in uh, the gaps. Just give us a little bit of your best to how you got to do all these fun things and meet all these fun people. Mm. Well, uh, you know, for your listeners or viewers, I was my own 20-year-old money shit show. I, I defaulted on my school loans right out of law school. I had no idea what that implication was to my credit report or even conscious around money. So, so to now be a CEO of a wealth management firm and to yet in my 20s have gone through the whole debt and then in today's dollars, it was about $92,000. It was significant. Wow. So so what happened, Shelly, shockingly, is I had an anonymous donor pay $1,000 on my school loan debt. And because, you know, and the fact that I was unconscious that I opened my statement to recognize that that occurred was in itself a miracle. But But when I opened it and saw that the balance went down, not up, it was like, like an immediate snap. It was like, you know, and a thousand dollars back then to me felt like a million dollars. I mean, you know, when you have nothing, that whatever little bit is significant. And that act of generosity to me was like an act of love. So because it was anonymous, I had to ask myself, who is it that would believe in me that much to do that? And if they believe in me, what do I believe in? And so it was this whole mind, heart journey of asking the questions for myself. And that is what was the snap is I think it was immediate at that moment in time and consciousness and awareness, I felt that that from that point forward, I was responsible for the outcomes in my life. And that I was from that point forward going to be aware and conscious around money and who I am. And I think that money success, if I were to be really candid, knowing my own journey, is really tied to your identity. So all of you listeners out there that are struggling with money, it's actually an inside job, not an outside job. And your self-concept, your self-awareness, your self-compassion, your self-love, your self-empathy, that identity is the fuel that drives success, whether it's money or love or or you name it. Wow. So you are now managing money and you defaulted on your debt. So that's always the first question I ask is, tell us about a time you were stuck in life or business and in the transformation. So you kind of walked us, walked us through that, that that generous donor really catapulted a whole trajectory for you of of doing the, the healing and the transformation of inside out and getting you to where you are today and and all the things that you've learned. So just walk us through from that from that time, you, you get the you get the donation and now you've kind of made that transformation and what were your next steps? Like how did you start to build momentum and actually make the change 
you know, a lot of times we have that revelation, but it doesn't transform us and we don't change our actions. So what changed in you to make you actually go out and do things differently? You nailed it. It's action. It's starting. So once you get that awareness of compassion and self-compassion, it's start. And the first step I did, so I, with my legal background, my area of expertise was negotiation and mediation and arbitration. So I worked with a firm headquartered out of New York City, and they had a credit union. So I signed up for the credit union and had money taken out of my account, my paycheck, systematically, before it went into my hands. And I also started at participating in the retirement plan. It was small. It was very small. Uh, but someone told me to do at least the amount of the match. Mm-hmm. And I did. And then the other big, big, big piece is I actually pulled out the three different school loans that I had and laid them out on the table. And, you know, I cried. I mean, it was like, wow, how did this happen to me? And so, you know, you look at it all and you make the calls and they're hard calls to make. The fact that 30 years ago, I'm still feeling the emotion of that, which tells you for all you viewers and listeners that it's a, a I get you, I what I am you, and and to to slog through it to the other side because there is enormous grace on the other side of that. I love that grace. I just I feel someone needed to hear that today. So thank you for sharing yeah. the the hope. There's always hope, and hope yes. is the um, beginning of transformation and change and you're bringing that to us today so for this audience it's mostly entrepreneurs they're emerging entrepreneurs uh it's it's been kind of a tough couple years with you know the ebb i guess of the economy versus the flow we came out of a time when i feel like right after the pandemic it was so easy and money was flowing and now people are holding tighter to their money and people are, you know, customers are savvy and they're just holding on to their dollars longer. They're still spending, but it's not like it was. So for these entrepreneurs that are maybe in that money story, but they're also in this ebb of the economy, what is some of the, what are some of the things that you would suggest maybe focusing on right now to help us through this time period? I would start, Shelley, with be careful of the story you tell yourself. Because if you tell yourself that this post-pandemic, people are holding on to their money, that will be very true. So I think the better question to ask is, how do I thrive in the current environment today, whatever that environment is? How does my, how do I and my business thrive? to support my family, to have the life that I want, to have aliveness all around me, and to serve those I care about. And when you start from a place of abundance and joy, it's easier to have money success. So I, one of the things that I say all the time is how you do money is how you do life. Mm-hmm. If your head is in the sand on money, trust me, it's in the sand in other areas of your life. So understanding that allows you to begin to unpack whatever that may be. So when someone says, I need money, I need money, of course we all need money to pay our bills just to survive, right? But it's actually quite the opposite because money has no value other than the value we give it. So actually money needs us. 
okay. or to become useful in the world or to others. So instead of saying, I need money, say, what value do I have that, that money will find me? What ideas do I have that is a value and a use to someone else that money will find me? Because money's just energy and just whatever value we attach to it. So if you understand that, and another, I guess another way to explain it, and sometimes this is helpful, uh, it, I'll just share this story and, and you can tell me if you think it's helpful. Perfect. Um, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. And Buffalo straddles the Canadian border and the state of New York. And right there is this beautiful Niagara Falls. Mm. Yes. And those of you that have been there understand the power and energy of that magnificent Niagara Falls. Well, the, the falls has no power other than those power plants that line the banks at the bottom of the Niagara Falls. And those power plants at one time fired up the lights in the city of Buffalo. That's why Buffalo is called the city of lights and ultimately the city of New York. So the falls has no power other than the power plants that give it that power in the same way that money has no power other than the ideas that we give it to turn it into something. I love that. And as entrepreneurs, that's our job to, to be creative and think out of the box and to come up with the ideas that maybe you can't have if you're in a nine to five job. Like we have the freedom of ideas. Well, that and ideas are unlimited. And we tend to think that money is scarce. And we tend to have, many of us have scarcity mindsets around money. But if we, if ideas are unlimited, so is money. And a lot of the ideas aren't that great, but we don't get upset about it. We just come up with new ideas. That's what we need to do with money. I love that. As I've always told my, my clients, my coaching clients, that answers always no to the offer you never make. So you have to just go out there and, and give them the ideas to put the products out there and some will stick and some won't. But that mo you kind of talked about at the beginning, the momentum, that momentum of just taking action instead of sitting around stressing out about it is so powerful to keep you moving forward, you know, regardless of, of what time you're in. Well, you know, as women, at least in the United States and, and possibly even around the world is that money for us is complicated. If, if you think about culturally, like in ancient Egypt back in the day, women had the same financial rights as men. But in the U.S., it took us over 300 years, you know, to have property rights wow. as men, not to mention the ability to vote. So if you think about that we're relatively new as women to money and the languaging around money is not very feminine, it's actually quite masculine. Yeah, you know, like GDP and gross domestic product. So overcoming those hurdles. I mean, my great grandmother and my grandmother, but mostly my great grandmother, they had a stash of money, but it wasn't for opportunities like a business. It was for protection. Hey guys, Shelly here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I just want to take a minute to invite you to my free monthly training, the Business Power Hour. This virtual event is held the fourth Wednesday of each month. If you are a small business owner wanting to grow your business, this is the place for you. Each month I share tools and strategies for success. My goal is to help you be better at marketing your business so you can make more income. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes and sign up. 
When you do, I'll send you a past training right away so you don't have to wait for our next meeting. Remember, you must be on the list to get the Zoom link each month. Come on out and join us. We can't wait to meet you. So if we unpack our beliefs around money, what were the stories being told to us when we were little at the dining room table if your parents talked about money or if they didn't, that's a story. Mm. And is that story your own or is it really your great-great-grandmother's? Because money flows, the stories around money and how we show up flows through generations. And so what you may be demonstrating may not even be what you actually believe today. So if you do have some of those limiting beliefs around money, what are some of your suggestions to maybe, I don't know, start to change that trajectory? Or if you identified, yes, I may have two or three generations back of limiting beliefs, especially a lot of us that came from grandparents that went through the depression and things like that. What's just some simple things that they can start doing to maybe start to pivot out of those limiting beliefs and create their own new money story? Yeah, so one, unpack what that memory is and what that story is. And then two, figure out, start to put in a new story. Mm-hmm. That could be done through intentions or affirmations that everything I touch around, that I am filled with prosperity and abundance. Everything I touch is successful and prosperous. That I, I am a money warrior and superwoman as it relates to my business. Whatever those affirmations or intentions are for you. And actually we have so, you know, I could probably follow up. It's like pages of money affirmations. Oh. And, and we even have, I think, some affirmation money cards or at least, you know, online deck of some sort. I'll make a note of that. I think my listeners would love that because again, a lot of us are given, you know, that that we have the knowledge of budgeting or the knowledge of the investment piece. Like we, back to, as you said, the very masculine knowledge of mm-hmm. the steps that we need to take, but it's the initial piece of getting past the, the, the psychology part to even get to the point where we have all of the things to start taking the pl- the steps that, you know, society has taught us about the plan. You know, we, we need to get past that initial hurdle before we can jump into the plan. Well, absolutely. And and actually, the masculine goal setting does not resonate for many women. You know, the, the sisters ahead of us had to acclimate to be successful around money in their career. I think today women don't need to accept that wow. masculine construct around money and success. So goal setting is very linear, step by step, to a goal. It's very time-bound and limiting. But when we think, so let me take a step back. I think this will be helpful, Shelley. There are two laws of money. The human-made laws is, which is what I do every day. Cash flow management, budgeting, tax planning, retirement, you know, investments, of course, which is what I already said. It's linear, time-bound, very left-brain qualitative. The other law of money is natural money laws. And natural money laws are heartfelt. They're already around us. They're already inherently inside of us. But we've lost touch with our natural money laws. So if we think of what are some examples of that, and it's, and it's qualitative, not quantitative, so right-directed. 
So if we think of, you said it earlier t- this morning, you know, in our in the beginning, you said with the ebb and flow of where people are today and money. Ebb and flow is a natural money law. Money doesn't just flow as much as we would love it to flow. It ebbs and flows just like life. And so in the ebb is when we focus on ourselves and grow our skill set. So when it flows, our positioning, our offers are better ready to go. Giving and receiving is another natural money law. You need both. You need to be able to give. You have to be able to receive. And that's hard for many women. Another is cause and effect, intention, desire, supply and demand, even mercy and justice. All of those are natural money laws. And that's actually where we need to start on the inside. And we as women already understand most of those. But we need to tie it in balance with the human-made laws, which were slow because they don't resonate with us. But if we look at the human-made laws as an acceleration of our natural money laws and together harmonizing to co-create your ideas that give value to the world, then you're on fire. You're You're unstoppable. And once you're unstoppable, Success follows success and breeds success. And that's how I ended up where I am today is slowly one step at a time, changing my money story and believing that I was responsible for the outcomes in my life and that things happen all around us that we have no control over, but we have control over how we respond to that. So we can't blame the job market. We can't blame whether people are spending money. We can't blame the capital markets. We can't blame the pandemic. We can't blame our spouse. We can only rely on ourselves for the outcomes that are in front of us. And that's how I was able to get from that point in my 20s to today. I love that. I love that you took the responsibility. You took the onus. For the the listeners that are maybe interested in back to the more man-made laws and maybe some financial literacy, I know having a plan is important. So... Do you have a 30,000 foot view or some baby steps or something that you would be able to just introduce them to about a plan and how it could work for you? And then maybe a step that they could take either to improve their current position that they're in or just to get started. Because I know there are listeners out there who are probably not where they want to be and they might feel like they need to catch up. And then there are other people that are just wanting to accelerate or be better with stewarding what they have. Right. So we talked about uncovering beliefs. We talked about goals, but more for women, dreams. And most of us don't know what we want because we've been conditioned to not ask for a lot Mm. and to put others in front of ourselves. So if you can remove all of that and focus on what you want, that's the starting point. And then have money discussions around that. Have a mentoring group where you talk about money. We talk more about sex and other topics than we do about money. So create a, a, a mentoring group, uh, a power group to have those discussions or even start with your own spouse or your family around the dinner table. So those are, again, qualitative, but how do we take it to the next level? The, the next level is once you have money disco- conversations and you look at it as positive, not evil, um, then you can um, level up your learning. Start buy a book that you think is worthwhile, that's helpful, 
my first book, Money Secrets, Keys to Smart Investing, it's a quick read. It's maybe 120 pages, but at the end of each is questions that you should be asking yourself or a financial advisor should be asking you to get a better understanding. Today, you could even get an hourly financial advisor just to get you started, just to set up an initial plan of here's who I am. I'm embarrassed to tell you. Tell me what I need to do right now. And you pay for that hour of time. And that didn't exist seven plus years ago. It really didn't exist. And then negotiate your net worth, your, your self-worth. Self-worth equals net worth. So begin to negotiate your self-worth, which will increase your net worth. And it probably starts in the household. Your time is valuable. You run a business. You're probably running the house. How do you negotiate your time to make sure that you carve out what's important to you? That's the next. And then, gosh, this seems so cliche, but set aside money for yourself in an emergency fund. I mean, you know, I said I started at the credit union and that really helped me. You know, like when my car broke, I had a crap car, you know, when I had to do something about fixing it, I at least had some money set aside to be able to fix the car that could get me to work and do the things to continue to make money and also pay down debt. Don't let debt hang over you like this albatross. Pull it out, create a spreadsheet. Back in the day, I had a little index card and I had the three loans, the dollar amount I had to pay on each. And I got motivated as I saw, and I, I actually went for the lowest, the smallest balance first instead of the highest interest rate because I wanted momentum. Mm -hmm. And when I paid that off, I took that money from that and moved it to the second one. And that's when I focused on the highest interest rate one. And I got excited because when it's in front of you and you see it, you get momentum. And that, I tell you, that is so powerful. So whether it's a spreadsheet or an index card or whatever works for you, keep it in front of you so that you're motivated by it, not demoralized by it. And then I would probably say, Stick to a really simple budget. I don't necessarily care for the word budget. I like to call it a spending plan. <laughs> you know, because budget seems so restrictive, but create a really simple spending plan that allows you to track. Because again, once you see it, you can't hide it anymore. There's no longer denial. So those would be the basic ones. And of course, if you do have access or to create a retirement plan as an entrepreneur, you could do a solo 401k. You could do a simplified employee pension, a SEP. You could do, a, there's all kinds of retirement plans you can do. And if you pay yourself first before, and it's hard as business owners, half the time we're, if we do have staff, we're paying them before us, which takes a while before we feel like we have anything. But that gets back to that self-worth is make sure you're first and then whatever's left over is what you then put towards the business after you have your emergency fund and after you're contributing into some type of retirement plan for yourself. I just want to reiterate that because I can't tell you how many times I've sat in meetings of just like general entrepreneurs and they'll say, well, I just wanted to make sure I had enough to make payroll this month. And I'm just about, my heart stops. And again, they're not even paying themselves. They're just trying to cover payroll. So please listen to what Kim just said and pay yourself first because you've got to put that value on your time and then you then you cover the business. And I think that's just such an important thing you said that I hear so many, I think a lot of women back to they're paying everyone else and then they're taking what else is left in their business. And you really want to make sure that you're covering yourself first because your time is valuable and we need to value that. And level up each time. Yes. Um, and it's always ongoing. Even for myself, I recently leveled up again. And I didn't realize I was in a limited mindset of what I thought 
my business could bring in. I love that. And and it was like, wow, you know, and and also how much I was willing to give myself in distributions. And it was two years ago that I had this huge aha that I was limiting myself on what was possible. And you know what I did? I actually went out and bought a Porsche 911 convertible. I've never done that before. I tend to think that that's not necessarily the best use of money, but I had, it was like, are you kidding me? I deserve this. I've wanted uh, something for so long, like a convertible, like 30 years ago, and I could afford it. And I paid cash and why not? And I actually took eight months to find it. So it was not a quick, it was very deliberate. I put it out there. And as I put it out there and did more research, I got closer and closer to that dream and desire. And all of a sudden it was right in front of me. It was exactly the color I wanted. It was four wheel drive. It had the right color interior. It was absolutely, and the right mileage <laughs> and the right year. You would have thought wow. it was something I, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, level up. If you think just payroll, that's all you'll ever get. And we have to check in on ourselves every once in a while. And what we, when we kind of go, what are the dreams? What are the, what are the things that I want to have aliveness in my life? Whatever number you put down, add another zero. Okay, you heard it here. Add another zero. I love that. Like, I just, I love zero. that you're challenging every one of us, no matter where we are. You can go higher. You can do better. And, you, you know, with that, you can do whatever you want to with that money. You can give it away. You can go buy your Porsche. Like, it's, you've got the flexibility and that freedom of money. Yeah, and I think initially as business owners, when we start out, we just want to get that 100000 Yeah, you know? And then it's like, okay, we got the 100000 but we're still not making any money. Okay, how do we carve money out for ourselves? What's that 500000 going to look like? And then what's that million going to look like in my business? And ultimately, what's that $5 million going to look like? And how many jobs for every million you create is anywhere from one to two to three jobs? So creating jobs is what we're all about. And to share that with others is, is what a gift. Mark Nepo, it's just this most beautiful thing. Money is like the tool to make love work. Oh. If you think about that, I mean, wow. Money is the means to make love work. How, what does that really mean? That money helps us provide security and protection for our family. It allows us to participate in the community. It allows us to give to our causes that we care about. So money to make love work is that talks to me. Yes. And if you have it talking to you that it's not, it's not dirty, that it's not bad taste to talk about money, all of a sudden you become a money magnet. All right. I think I see a mind shift coming for so many of our listeners, like just with that last statement about money is the tool that make loves work, makes love work. Yeah, actually, I think I think it's the purpose of money is to make love work. That is actually the official quote. Okay. The purpose of money is to make love work by Mark Nepo. Okay. I love that. I'll have to ha I'll link that in the show notes for anyone that's looking to to kind of go the next level on that one. Okay, so we yes. have done a deep dive. We've educated them on a lot of these different natural laws and man-made laws of money and, and how it's looking for us and just our money stories. Like we've talked about so much. If we were going to give our listeners a 
practical and tactical step this week, just back to back to when you took action, I want them to take action. I don't want them to just sit around and consume and get out of the car or whatever and go about their day. I would love to live, leave them with a practical and tactical step that they can take this week to start building momentum with their money story. So what would you recommend for our listeners? Yeah, if you have credit card debt that you're ignoring and just think that that's part of your life, pull it out, take a second look at it, and identify why you still have that and have your singular purpose to be able to remove that. I love that. Because when we start and entrepreneurs, we tend to use credit and then we forget that that credit exists. Mm -hmm. And so I would pull it out, be honest with yourself, create that simple budget. What are you going to do to start paying off that, that credit card debt or line of credit that you have? And that's your baseline. And as she said earlier, you just keep leveling up from there. You just level keep going up, and going. Up. But that's the baseline that everyone could start with. So that that's a practical and tactical step that all of us business owners can do this week. Go look at our balance sheets and see if we have any of that debt and that we need to tackle so that we can start having that more freedom with our money. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. One of the last things I always love to ask our guests is just so our listeners can be inspired. I always want to know what inspires you. I love to leave our listeners inspired. So just it can be anything in life, business, money. Just what is something that you see on a day in or day out basis that inspires you? Oh, acts of kindness. Mm. And when I drive by a college and I see people graduating and, and have their graduation gowns, like I cry. Like I get a tear, I get a little weepy because I think of possibilities. The possibilities of those young minds turning into something remarkable. So I, I actually have a, a mission and I call it P3, P cube with a little three. And it's people, passion, and possibilities. And that's what I live by and that's what inspires me. I love that. People, passion, and possibilities. I'm going to have to make that quote card for our listeners for that. So I know they're going to want to really connect with you and learn more about you. We're going to link to all your books in the show notes, but What's the best way for our listeners to be able to just connect with you online? Yes, I would say Instagram, Kim Curtis Prosperity, and LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. And I know most of us will be able to, to find you on both of those places. I'll have the links in the show notes. Yeah, and Shelly, actually, uh, financialliteracypress.com, financialliteracypress.com. We actually have some freebies that are there. It's 10 laws of money every investor should know. There's also some tax tips that may be helpful for the entrepreneurs. And there's also an aging parent guide that's over 26 plus pages on what to deal with when you're addressing uh, aging and care. So I actually downloaded that last night. We're in that situation. You know, my parents are in their 70s. My in-laws are in their 80s. And I downloaded that and sent it to all of our siblings and stuff. And I said, even if you're not you know, having those conversations now, it's how to start preparing for having those conversations. And I know many of my listeners are also kind of in that sandwich generation where you're going to need to start just thinking about these things. And I, that, that resource is so robust and so amazing. Uh, I cannot endorse it enough. And my sister even replied back. She said, wow, this is gold. So 
that resource right there is just amazing. I'm sure they all are, but I, I was really impressed by just the amount of just giving you gave us in that resource to get to get us thinking about the conversations we have to have. So thank you for that. Yes, I love that endorsement. I, I think I may have shared with you that I lost my mother a year and a half ago. And that's what created that guide is on the financial side, I felt like I was on top of it, but I was not on top of it in many other areas that are non-financial. And that guide really covers a lot. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for giving that to us. That that's the, that truly uh, encapsulates your three Ps right there in that guide. So thank you. I love so it. We are so happy that you joined us today. I mean, there's just so much wisdom in this in this episode. I think I could probably make three episodes out of it. So you're probably going to need to go back and re-listen to this a couple of times to get all the things we talked about. But we would love for you to take a snapshot, share a screenshot of this, and you can tag us on LinkedIn or Instagram if you share it out on social media. I'm in my DMs and, and Kim said she's in hers. So please message us and just let us know how this resonated with you. And if you had any ahas or takeaways, or maybe it's something she shared with us today, transform your life and you're going to have a new trajectory. Because I know as podcasters and guests, that's why we do this. We want to change the world one conversation at a time. And just knowing that she made an impact on you would make just, just make all the difference. So please share that with us. So thank you again for coming. We just really have enjoyed having you here. Thank you, Shelley. Glad to be here. It was fun. And as we always say at the end of every episode, wherever you are in your life or your business or your money story, don't stay stuck. Keep going and be brave. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you are educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you empower yourself to take action and build that business and life that you have been dreaming of. If you would like to chat about how you can learn to market and grow your business to attract those right clients into your world, you can book a free 30-minute strategy call with me. Just click on the link in the show notes or visit coaching.shellyneehouse.com. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave. <laughs>